0: The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company located at 609 South Main Street right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe are serving up the best haircuts in town which includes regular haircuts and skin and razor fades as well as shaves and beard care and trims. The beard care includes a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam to bring it all together. And as always shampoo and conditioners are two for twenty dollars and I can vouch for the shampoo because that's what I've been using for the past several months. It's a wonderful tea tree oil shampoo paraben and sulfate free that leaves your hair and scalp squeaky clean and smelling great and as always you can find blue roaming around the shop so give them a call at 405-269-8590 or you can check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today welcome into the folks report podcast zach lancaster here alongside brian murphy uh, we're going to be a little rushed today. Because first pitch got, is coming up. we got like 40 minutes to Happy opening pitch. day. Happy opening day. That's I, exactly I, right. I kind of pissed Levi off the other day. We kind of got into it on the air. Uh-oh. Um, because I'm in the camp. Like, I love baseball. I played it. Three
1: for, to five o'clock drama?
0: Yeah. Um, three, it was like 3.05 to 3.15 drama. Oh, okay. Um, I played baseball until I was like 16, 17 years old. Hurt my elbow. And it's like, you know what? i got to focus on music. Whatever. And if it weren't
1: for coaching, you'd be in the majors. Yeah, That's, right. Got it.
0: That's right. That's um, right. I love baseball. Uh but I'm in the camp that opening day should not be a federal national holiday. Um, because if I have a banking emergency or I have to ship uh, human remains or something, you know, like if I like if I've got a cousin why would that you died, need to
1: ship human marine human my great
0: aunt, her longtime boyfriend, domestic partner, partner, I guess uh, they own. He owned a condo in Florida and they would go down there for four months out of the year. Gerald died in Florida and they had to mail his remains back.
1: Okay. Um I thought maybe you were going to admit to a murder or no, something. Oh no. All right. Um
0: just uh, w- just some wild crazy something Yeah. Well, bank's closed. Post office is closed. What the hell are you gonna do? Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna you stay get a day off work you wanna stay someone. home and watch baseball, you stay home and watch baseball. Or just
1: call call in and give yeah. the old <laughs> I'm so sick. Yeah.
0: Or just quiet quit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people like to quiet quit. You can just quiet watch baseball.
1: Most games today start at, you know, there's the Braves at noon, uh-huh. um, 12 10, first pitch. Um, most games are at 3 today. That sounds like a perfect time for a doctor's visit. Sure. You're
0: know, you going you go to gotta go do- to the dentist? Take
1: the rest of the day. you to go to the dentist. And maybe go to Buffalo Wild Wings, where I'll be, there's I'll be a like. a little loopy? Where yeah oh no doubt yeah I, I, got, the I got the happy gas no, got the, the novocaine nitrous. yes yeah. I'm sorry I can't come back in my mouth
0: doesn't work um I'm yeah, all just numb go check some
1: just go check some games out yeah you know no, it's but gonna it, be a good season I can't wait
0: it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, I, when you look at some of the rookies and you look at some of the younger players that are returning and what's the what's the one year drama with Shohei Otani gonna be like can the Angels do enough this year to maybe persuade him to come back for a long term because wherever he goes is going to be like eight years, $2 billion, you know, Um, which is crazy. I saw a
1: stat that for him last year, Shohei, only three pitchers had more strikeouts than him. Only two people had more home runs than him. No one was faster to first base than him. Like, and he – He's one guy. He pitches and hits. It's crazy. Yeah, he, and I, I loved the, um, all the stuff after the um, the World Baseball Classic. Incredible. That was great ending and all that, but that they said, um, you know, okay, Shohei led his team to the finals. Mike Trout led his team to the finals. Man, imagine if they got on the same team in the MLB. <laughs> the, Angels. the Angels are just brutal. Uh-oh. But who's not brutal? Or the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Let me now, tell we you, we had a bad game down in Dallas. Okay, so, though, though it's a midweek. Yeah, it, Carson Binge is out there getting innings. Like it, he's a freshman. Well, as You're Tom, Tom get,
0: likes to say, baseball lends itself to games like Tuesday. Yes, and you play a lot of games. It's we run happen. rule
1: them here. They run rule as there. You call it even. See you later, it, everybody. It, everybody's fans, home
0: fans, are happy. What's crazy to me, and it's one of those when you think about it. It's not crazy, but what is today is March thirtieth. Mm-hmm. When does baseball season for Oklahoma State start? Back in February, like well, this games started February, yeah, but back in February we are almost halfway through the collegiate season. We are, which is nuts because it feels like we've only been playing for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're. we're we're what have you learned
1: crazy. about this team halfway through? You know, Gundy likes to do that whole we're not going to know anything about this team until halfway through. Second week of conference. All right, we're in the second week of conference. Got the Burn Orange coming yeah. in town this weekend. What what have you learned from the games you've attended, games you've you've watched? What
0: do you what do you enjoy about the team? I I've, I've learned and going into it on paper and, you know, reading reports and looking at stats and talking to Dorado and this team was supposed to be really good. Right, this team. Mm-hmm. This team has a chance. I think this team has a chance to make Omaha, you know, just like last te- last year's team had a, a chance. If pitching hadn't have really slowed down down the stretch, this team is as good as kind of what we thought they would be. Now they're still coming along, right? You still have young guys that are starting to figure it out, and you're still trying to. Okay, well, what exactly are we going to do with first? And you know, it, there's there's still questions that need to be asked about like rotations and stuff. But when this team is on and this team is clicking, this team is really good. Now, Texas Tech, you can kind of chalk it up. as first series, you're in Lubbock, there's a lot of hatred and animosity between the two programs, and not even talking about the fan base, but the programs mm-hmm. themselves. Um, this, I think this weekend, when they bring in Texas, I think is going to be a pretty good barometer because you're looking at Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas uh, Christian, and probably Texas Tech. You're looking at those four teams as teams that are uh, the the Big 12 is going to run through those four teams, and so when this weekend and Texas is good, their their pitching may not be as good as it has been in the past, but they've got a lot of really good athletes. They're pretty strong. They're pretty good. Um, maybe not as good as Texas of old, you know. But this this weekend right here, I think will tell me a lot of what I actually need to know about Oklahoma State. If you're able to take two or three. And even if, even if your two wins are like one zero, two one, you know three two type of games, and it just comes down to the the very last out of the of the game, yep. you still took two or three, and I think that's huge. So yeah. I'm, if I I've learned that I think this team is I don't want to say absolutely as good as advertised, but it's it is damn close. And the good thing is they they get a little bit better each week. It's starting to click.
1: Yeah, I think your your goal has to be win two out of three. That's that's a perfect way to put that. I actually went back and looked last year. If you won two of three in conference and you were a 667 winning percentage, you would have won the conference. Mm-hmm. And that should be the goal. You're not going to – yeah, you try to win every game. The realistic uh, aspect of baseball is you're not going to win every game. Every now and then you're going to throw a clunker out there. Every now and then you're going to have a left fielder that drops a fly ball uh, to lose a game. That stuff does happen. Yeah. Um, you know, Schubert's going to be better because of that. OSU should have taken two of three down there. You should, with a six-run lead in the whatever it was, um, sixth, seventh, something like that. You should close that out. Mm-hmm. I thought it's interesting that they've switched Jaron Watts Brown from traditional baseball. Is your Friday night guy is your number one? That's your number one guy. We've moved him to Sundays. It's and, weird, right? And so I don't know. You know, I don't know if that's if that's one of those. They're trying to assume Friday and Saturday you're going to go one and one somehow. You salvage the series on Sunday by having your number one out there. You know I don't know if there was at some point a little shoulder, a little elbow that hey I need another day. That stuff happens too. Um, He hasn't thrown any midweek games. He hasn't come in relief. He's he's been a start. He's been darn good. Two ninety seven ERA, one eleven WHIP. He's good. Three and one. um, You know one of the good barometers for a, a pitcher you can look at is is innings pitched and hits. The hits they've given up. If it's less, and and by all means his is a lot less, 23 hits and only thirty-three innings, but fifty five strikeouts and only fourteen walks. Dude's dude's throwing really well. All of these guys, he's still young. Stebbins is young. Ben Abram had to figure this out. He has started his last two weeks have been pretty good. Uh Hendry's been okay. Guys have to come from high school where they are they can just blow it past kids. Mm-hmm. Once you get into, you you sort of have to learn how to pitch out of necessity, out of necessity to either get better to compete at this level, or Watts Brown has to learn to use his four pitches to get to the next level. I mean, he's, he should already be thinking next level. I mean, you know, and all of this is just sort of <laughs> practice before you get there. Yeah, But, um, you know, Stebbins has come in. I love when he comes in, you're putting a guy on the mound who is going to compete. The guy's just going to compete. You know he's going to put the ball in the strike zone. Uh only six walks in 28 innings. The guy's not messing around and he's coming from that weird angle and it's and it's in the 90s. You know, and throws that little frisbee slider. He's he's fun to watch. Ben Abram coming from OU, he couldn't just he throws eighty eight to ninety one. That even at this level, you can't just blow that pass people. You have to know how to pitch. He's using he's six eight. He's using the top of the zone for fastball, bottom of the zone for off speed, and you have to do that. Yeah, and it's fun to watch these guys get better at that. Nolan's been good out of the pen, except why we're getting into this like multi-save situations. Yeah, personally, not a fan of it. I mean, to me, you've you've wasted him for the weekend on Friday night. What if it's a one-run game on Saturday? If he only threw one inning on Friday, he's good Saturday. I, I want that card still in my deck, but. I haven't have received a phone call oh, okay. from uh, Walton to see
0: how to how to run the, uh, but they replaced bogus, a, bogus has been throwing well they lately replaced too. a six with a nine or something, yeah yeah I feel that I feel that, um yeah third uh third Big Twelve series coming up this week uh, it's a big one uh, Texas I, I would imagine that uh, Oubre is going to be pretty packed out so if uh, if you weren't able to get tickets. Well, watch it on TV like the rest of us. How about that? Uh, let's talk a little football. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to dive too deeply into pro day because, um, well, I mean, not it's good for it's good for the guys that performed, but it's not like we need to like. Braden Johnson was really fast. Put it before three eight. We expected Braden Johnson to put it before three eight, but it's not often in Stillwater we see sub four. Um, I was told. Yeah, I heard yesterday that. Um, if the like, and I don't know what like the quote unquote official is. Um, this was me and John Walker. We it, it was crazy. He took photos uh, for the news press the first time through, and I I timed it and I wrote everything down and told him. And then we timed it the exact same thing. When Johnson right, a four three eight was his second one. I had a four four flat or four four one, I think, on Johnson's first one. The second one, me and John Walker both had four three eight on two individual clocks. And I asked somebody else. And they had a 437 and the someone else had a 439. So that's pretty good, guys. Pretty, 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 pretty accurate. Yeah, there. all those all those video games,
1: the thumb
0: agilities. You. you were your pro day was pretty good yesterday too, then. Thumb eye coordination. Not a baby. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um but it, it a four three eight from Braden Johnson would have been really impressive had he had eight, nine, hundred yards, a thousand yards, you know, whatever this past season. But if the four three eight is official, official, then it would be the fastest forty time at an Oklahoma State pro day since Tyreek Hill. Nice,
1: yeah. What was Tyreek saying? Andy? I don't know. Faster. That's what I heard though. But you know, you can't use him as. I don't want to get down that road. And
0: he and I don't think and, and it would have been like. And I don't even think he. We used him as a decoy. I don't even know if he performed at OSU's pro day. I have no idea. So, but a that, was but, but the forty that he posted yeah. would have been the fastest since Tyreek. So that's cool. Yeah, not bad. Um, but just kind of going through it, uh, I think the thing that absolutely surprised me the most. This is the, to me, this was the biggest shock, and it it's not anything against Brock Martin because he's had his shoulder issues and he's had uh, broken bone issues and elbow issues and stuff like that. Um, he busted out nineteen on the bench and then was docked two for not either locking out or whatever. Oh, right. He had 17 on the bench. Matt Himbro had 22. And that was not really something that I anticipated. <laughs> I'm being honest. Um, Sioni SC had 26 on the bench. Um, Lamont Bishop kind of struggled uh, a little bit yesterday. His uh, his vertical wasn't too bad. as was 31 and a half. Um, only 16 on the bench. Um, post It was like a 4-4. Five seven four five eight, but I may have been wrong on that. Um, the second one we were right around a four six six, so I think a four five three was a little off. Um, so he was he was a little slower yesterday than and he kind of struggled in the on the on the field drills. Um, Brendan Evers was pretty quick, um, posted a 32 inch vertical, which was pretty crazy for an interior lineman, um, a broad of a broad jump of eight seven. He did not do the bench because of his uh, his shoulder issues, which that's fine. Um, posted a four nine one and a four nine flat in the forty. He was humming, let me tell you. Um, how, uh, Himbro was that I think that was the big. He, he him, Matt Himbro had a thirty six and a half inch vertical and twenty two on the twenty two.
1: He has to go down as the most athletic <laughs> deep snapper
0: in the country. So right now, the has to. I don't know the kid's name. Um, let me see if Robert put in his article the deep snapper that was accepted to the NFL combine, um, Alex Ward from Central Florida. The combine only accepts one deep snapper, which is wild. That, oh, that is weird. One. Um, so Matt Himbrough, 6'2", two 230 pounds. His 40 time was a 4'8", and I had a 4'8", and a four eight three. So guess what? 4'8". That's a good average. Um, the vertical was thirty six and a half inches. The broad was nine foot eight inches. Twenty two on the rep, uh, twenty two bench reps, and his five ten five was a four four three. Alex Ward had a five point zero six forty, a thirty inch vertical, a 9'6 on the broad, only twelve reps on the bench, and a four four six in the five ten five. Matt Hembro dusted Alex Ward, and I don't think he missed one single snap during his career at Oklahoma. State. Not one, not. One. one and guess what? He didn't have a bad one at and, pro day either.
1: Well, and and the guy that uh, that would watch that from the sideline and that would report on you know that that would talk to him the most, Robert Allen, his his son was a deep snapper. A so that's a one. that's a very trained eye that has watched Matt Hembro and and I don't think that you know a lot of people try to give Robert the orange colored glasses thing. He's he's damn good. He is. Um, yeah. I also want to say that I come from a trained eye. Mm. My dad was a deep snapper in college. There you go. I can also attest that him, bro, is good. So if the NFL needs to a second opinion, I'm here for. him. There you go. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, that's really cool for him. I mean, I g- thought that was the coolest. The part. only time you ever get an article about a deep snapper or he's mentioned in a game is never good. Right. Exactly. It's, it went over the punter's head. It went. It went wherever. Or the guy messed up off the field. This is cool that he's getting all this publicity for. Train hard. There's a picture on your website of him running shirtless. Yeah. There's probably also not many deep snappers in America
0: <laughs> who would feel we were standing, standing there next to John Walker. And uh, and I'm, John's probably going to get upset about this because I'm kind of calling him out a little bit. But he goes, you know, if Matt doesn't make it in, the profession, in, in professional football, Duke could be a model. Hey, there you go. I was like, well,
1: yeah, "Yeah, he looks pretty good." Well, John, John would appreciate a lot of articles uh, written by Robert, late January, early February, talking about what the, uh, you know, the guys look like after <laughs> winter workouts. Yeah. he likes to he likes to embellish a bit on the uh, sure. the
0: good looks of our team. Absolutely. As you why should. would you not? Um, so yeah, I, I thought that um, I thought Pro Day went well for a, a good portion uh it was a little bit faster than i thought it than i thought it was going to be uh only 11 guys uh were eligible but tom hutton did not do anything other than hold for tanner brown and tanner brown was one of them so technically you look at 11 minus 3 for specialists you know so um it wasn't like in it wasn't like years where you have 14 15 16 you have a couple of former players show up and um it it took it, it was pretty quick there's, there's a lot of baseball players that you can
1: just watch take batting practice and they always say the ball sounds different off their bat mm-hmm.
0: you've seen a lot of these kickers does the ball sound different off Tanner Brown's foot I'll give him that I don't I, I don't listen to a lot of kickers kick indoors but you knew like I don't know if that's just normal I'd have to talk to Robert but his his ball sounded good yesterday I mean it was it was loud it was a, a good thunk yeah um yeah at least it wasn't thunking off the uprights.
1: That'd be awkward. Didn't hit a one. That's good.
0: Um, but he was he, he was. The what would kind of be deep. cool?
1: That would be kind of cool though if you would tell the scouts, "I'm going to put this off the left upright. Right. <laughs> I'm going to miss this then, one well, on no, purpose." But then, all right, I'm going to put no, this one that's on what, the right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm going
0: to miss this on purpose, but I'm going to tell you where I'm going to miss it. Exactly. You see that, that flag? I'm going to cool. hit that flag. So
1: in all of these pro days, in all of the combine, in everything. Why do these guys not run with helmets, shoulder pads, pads, a football in their hand so that we can tell who's fast when they have to be fast? You don't have to be fast if you're injured on the sideline and yeah. don't have a uniform on.
0: It's like Tylen Wallace. Tylen Wallace is not that fast in a four. He doesn't post a good forty time, but his football time is good. Like same with James Washington. They have good football oh, speed. Washington, you saw run
1: away from people with the ball in their hand, but then you know, or in routes or whatever, but then all of a sudden. They go to run their 40, and they're just kind of pedestrian. So that's kind of – that's always been weird to me. Uh, There were a couple of
0: people that ran in tennis (laughs) shoes yesterday. but They weren't running in cleats, which was kind of strange.
1: But the other thing, why do you only need to know 40 yards? Right, Only 40. In baseball, for whatever reason, we measure in the 60. Why are we doing – who in baseball – we have nine of you out there. Mm -hmm. Who has to run that far? Like the right fielder goes down. Left fielder blows a hammy. Left fielder's got to see how fast he can get over to the ball. Like, what are we good? You know, anyway, so there's only 30 foot or 30 yard bases, 90 foot. Mm -hmm.
0: Why Why aren't we doing 90 feet, a a, a
1: 90 foot dash? Or just do it like the Olympics and do a 100 meter dash. Yeah. And then we can put you up against, we can see where you're at. Yeah. Just line them up. Tyreek would have done really well,
0: let me tell you. Uh, He won a world championship a couple weeks back in uh, indoor track. Who did Tyreek Smith or Tyreek Kill? What? Yeah, I missed that. It's wild. He, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't doubt he, it, but it was crazy. Like, I it, can't believe his contract lets him do that. I know. Well, it's just running, right? But you are going to be pulls but, a hammy, but you are going to be training running anyway. I get and it. So, uh, but like he, it the the what I saw was a tweet. of just like imagine training your whole life for this world championship, <laughs> and Ty, here comes Tyreek Kill, and he. Dusted everybody like yeah. it was not close. When we get done here, I'll I'll pull up the video All for right. you because it was like it, it was <laughs> embarrassing to be completely honest with you. So it's crazy. Um, yeah, uh, spring football.
1: Yeah, the second day in pads was yesterday. Yeah,
0: I don't know much. Uh, I'm not privy to much. Uh, and to be honest with you, I've had radio the two days that we've been out there, so I didn't even get to go through the warm ups. I didn't even get to watch uh, warm ups or some of the drills. But Robert's been out there. I think for me the Two biggest questions I have. Offensive line slash run game and quarterback. I, As of right now, everything that I've been led to believe and everything that I've heard is you're looking at Garrett Rangel is the starter as of right now, and then you've got Alan Bowman. Bowman, the experience and the leadership that he brings in is absolutely invaluable. It's ridiculous the type of impact that he's having Off the field. Not even talking about football. Um, But he is having... Kind of like what we all thought. He is having to knock off two years of rust. Of having not played in two years at Michigan. Um, So there is definitely that. But when you look at Garrett Rangel... And we talked about this before we got going... Uh, Garrett was mad, mad, mad after the Guaranteed Rape Bowl. At who? Himself. Oh. Yeah, he was mad at himself. Because he's... Anymore you, somebody gets mad at the program for <laughs> yeah. blinking the wrong way. Okay, right. sorry. They did, He didn't get the seat that he wanted on the bus. That's why I didn't um, No, he... If you go back throughout his high school career and it's probably, every game is probably on tape somewhere that you can watch, he's never played like that. He's never had a performance or a game where it was like that. But... I think a lot of fans have differing opinions on maybe why. Well,
1: I just I don't. We don't wanna, need to hop down that
0: path. Yeah, that was last year. I, I but don't I'm really want to get into it again. Um, but the biggest issue, everything absolutely stems to injury. And when you look at when you look at that roster and how many true freshmen had to play, and how many redshirt freshmen had to play, and how many second, third, and four stringers that had to play throughout the. I mean. And, and then obviously you throw the transfers into the mix uh, and whatever. I'm not talking about
1: the full season. I'm talking about you're talking about Correct. the bowl game, Correct. And maybe yeah. what happened? Yeah. And and what th- was
0: available? To yeah, them. and that's okay. and and that goes back to the season because you lost. You know, you lost a handful of guys to season-ending injuries, yep. and you lost guys in the couple of like the last couple of weeks of the season that weren't available for the bowl game. And so I'm not trying to say transfers well they out. lost yeah. to this team because it, but. All of the injuries throughout the season, and then trans, people that are unhappy transferring out. The just looking at the roster for the bowl game, if Oklahoma State had a healthy roster and they had, let's say, all of the transfers decided to transfer after the bowl game, OSU would have won that game by easily. I don't even. I'm not even going to put a number on it. But when you look at his performance, the indoor grass wasn't good, and he slip sliding all over the place. And you've got. You know, it it was just a bad game for him. So he's incredibly hungry, incredibly on fire. He is ready to go, and, it, and it's showing. He looks good out there, but it's spring football. You look good not getting hit. You look good four or five months before you're supposed to look. Yeah, so it's all good, but it's supposed to be all good one of the biggest questions that i had posed on uh, on pokes report was or no, no it was a uh, it was a tweet i sent out a i sent out an article and it was about the defense and he was like i'm optimistic and i'm i'm happy that the defense is doing really well but is the defense doing really well because the defense has bought into the system and they're clicking and they just are doing well or is the defense doing well because the offense isn't doing well and i think that's what spring is all about trying to figure out why someone is doing as good as they are, and I don't know if you are yeah. going to know anything until the third week of August. Best case scenario for any head coach coming out of spring is to look
1: at it and say, defense won the first two weeks, offense won the second two weeks. They figured it out, and everybody was the Fitty. same on the fifty fifty on the third. Yeah, right. I, I think, and this is this is Brian Murphy's. Um, um, kind of look ahead. This is my opinion on what I think would be the best for the program long-term. This is what I think. Mm-hmm. I think if if Alan Bowman can win the job going into this fall, if he can win the job, he's a one-year starter. Next spring is an all-out war between Rangel and Flores yeah. floors, to, for the quarterback. You're probably going to bring in a guy after that. I'm just... Gonna guess, and I'm not hoping that somebody does this or any. I don't really have a I don't have. A, I'm not rooting interest here. Somebody probably transfers out of sure. those two, but whoever won that is gonna be a. They've won it for two years, and the the you've got Ollie Gordon still. I mean, I'm not trying to go past this year, but you have a still next year would be third. Yeah, junior Ollie Gordon back there. Um, you know, are the running back that came in from Michigan State.
0: Elijah Collins. Collins. You'd most likely if have Jaden win- Nixon, too.
1: If he wins... Right. But if he wins the wins the job this year... Right. You know, you've got... You have veteran starters mm-hmm. with youth backup. That's that's generally your best... That's been Oklahoma State's best foot forward whenever they are going into any season.
0: Well, and going into what you just said, unfor- like, not only do you have veteran experience starter, unfortunately... Although it's fortunate this year, you have experienced youth. Yes. Because Mike Gundy, go back throughout his like football doesn't lend itself to freshmen playing and contributing well. Right. Mike, Mike I mean Mike doesn't use freshmen. This past year, how many freshmen had to play? Or how many red shirt freshmen mm-hmm. that were thrust into the especially on the defensive side of the ball? So all of a sudden you have Ollie Gordon who was physical enough to play last year but he's got to figure everything out. He's got to figure out the physicality of the game, the speed of the game, all of it. You take him and now he's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster, he's experienced and ready to go as a as a true sophomore. Now, I am I am very interested about the run game. Mm-hmm. Because Ollie Gordon should probably be the starter. But are you going to have is there is there going to be an actual starting running back or is it going to be like okay you're just the first running back that it's going to be on the field so by technicality you're going to be the starter yeah but you're going to have this so like yeah it's somebody it's,
1: has to run out with the first group but correct it, but in football it really doesn't matter as much as your baseball starters correct. your basketball starters, softball the football they yeah it's how many snaps did you
0: play I mean at the end of the game. And I think Elijah Collins is he's figuring it out. Um he he was good at Michigan State. Obviously you're looking at um you're looking at experience there. He's in terms of and I, this kind of sounds like a mor- like a moral victory. Uh no pun intended, but the morale of the team is is very high when he is there. Um the, he's good for the coaching staff. He's good for the he's good for everything. And so that's going to be one of the biggest questions. Like, is he going to be on the field rushing for 1,200 yards next year? He could. I hope so. I mean, I hope somebody is. But I, I think you're when you when you have a guy like Ollie Gordon and you have a guy like Elijah Collins, and now Jaden Nixon is a little bit bigger than he was and more. Cause he, you got to remember, Jaden Nixon was undersized when he came in. He's a speedster, but he was a redshirt freshman last year. Mm-hmm. So he And he didn't play a whole lot in 21 because you had who? Jayden That's Ford. right. I was going to say Jaden Warren, <laughs> Warren, which his high school coach was just on campus with like eight or nine, 10 guys. Yeah, yeah kind of a that's cool, right. It's a cool trip for them. Um, but it, you didn't really need Jaden Nixon, you know, and you kind of used him a little bit last year, but you still had Dominic Richardson, you know. So this year, I, I don't know if it's going to be a true running back by committee because you would hope that either Elijah Collins or Jaden Nixon or Ollie Gordon is going to step up. But if it is running back by committee, you do have three running backs that are good and experienced and are talented. So that's no. it's certainly positive if, in fact, you can get the offensive line to operate the way an offensive line needs to operate, yes, which is and, the biggest and, question, I think.
1: And and switching run
0: schemes to opening up holes that fast guys can run through. Yeah. What a novel concept. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Opening holes on an offensive line is conducive to posting uh, posting yardage. Yeah, I did appreciate uh, that
1: somebody is finally seeing, and I sent this to you in a text, so I'm going back to find it. Somebody finally is seeing the quarterback position the way your boy has seen the quarterback mm-hmm. position around here where we need to stop going from pro style to dual threat to pro style to dual threat
0: back and forth. Keep me some consistency.
1: Yes. A quote. That's really what they're looking for now. This is from, that's really what we're looking for. This is from Mike Gundy. Mm-hmm. Really, what we're looking for now—if the guy can take off and run and score, that's great. But he's got to be able to throw
0: accurate and make good decisions. If Mike Gundy Which could go a, out and bring in a Mason Rudolph or a Brandon Whedon, every single Shane Illingworth. Now, it didn't pan out, sure. But what was Shane? He was yep. a pocket passer that could he was a, scramble. A Mason protege, should yeah, have been. That, yeah. And that's if Mike could do that. I'm not saying like what Spencer Sanders did here was you're not gonna you're not gonna have 2021. Without Spencer Sanders, yeah right. Um, now Jalen Warren was massive, but you're not going to beat OU. You're not going to beat Notre Dame. You're not going to have the season that you did without Spencer Sanders. He's incredible. And He's we're probably not in a bowl game this last year. That's right. You're, you're have, top yeah. two, top three all time, and there's been some really, really good quarterbacks. So what Spencer did at Oklahoma State is invaluable. Uh, you can never shortchange what he did. But if I'll just I'll be, and this isn't my bias. This is kind of my my personal preference. Yep. If Mike Gundy could go out right this very minute and bring in a Taylor Cornelius, final year, fifth year senior Taylor Cornelius, throwing for four thousand yards and rushing for almost a thousand, guess what? He would do it. Because I think Taylor it, Cornelius was awesome. See, I th- I think he did. Oh, I know. I, I think he did with Bowman. But that's honestly. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's what Mike Gundy wants. Mike yeah. Mike wants a guy that. And, and, and if you look, I don't want to get too deeply into it, but Robert put up an article uh, last night. Uh, Bray may have had the play of the day as Cowboys so several mm-hmm. recruits. And he talks about the defense and how the defense did well. And, again, that you have to take everything good with a grain of salt. But there And, and Allen's not going to get hit. Right, Bowman's not going to get tackled. He's not going to get touched. Literally, probably won't get touched by the defense. But there was a there was a time where he had to. And scramble if he does, somebody's bit. talking to the head coach. Someone's <laughs> going to be doing some. Someone's going to be doing a lot of forty. Probably yard actually won't be talking to the head coach. They'll go over and talk to Glass, Mr. Glass. Yeah, he's going to be doing a lot of forty times. Okay, um, but there was a where he and and Bowman is not a super duper mobile quarterback, but he does have the wherewithal to escape pressure Move in the pocket. roll out yeah. you know extend and to play absolutely and, extend and to play
1: is the best way to 100%. because best way to best phrase to use there because if you if you can extend and and throw a pass to a guy who's a lot faster than our quarterback yeah. we're going to get down the field a lot faster yeah. and but if he needs to run for those
0: 6 yards john elway style and go flip it into the end zone in the super bowl Mason Rudolph did that a few times. He's probably one of the least mobile quarterbacks Oklahoma State's ever had. His best touchdown, best
1: running touchdown was was
0: it at Tech? Texas Whenever Tech. he goes running in there and just looks at the, he's he got the he's holding the ball out. Holds the ball. That was a great uh, picture too. Yeah, that that was one of his best moments, and and that's what Oklahoma State needs. And if you can get that from Garrett Rangel, if you can get that from Alan Bowman, and here's I, what I go back and I get that he's a he's a high school senior. Okay, I I get that. You're you're not playing Division One talent. You're not playing 22, 23, 24 year old grown men. But go back and look at the footage from Zane Floors. You can't directly translate the 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 results to college and say, "Oh, well, Zane Floors is going to be a Heisman Trophy winner and he's going to be incredible." But if you look at the understanding of the game, if you look at how he plays. He is what Oklahoma State needs. Now, it may not be for a couple of years, and he and the good thing is he's just like Garrett last year. He understands. He's not coming in to play this year. If he doesn't take a single snap this year, it's not going to be, oh, my God, I'm out. Uh, this isn't what I wanted. I was lied to. I was bamboozled. It's not – that's just like you said. If you get Alan Bowman and Garrett Rangel playing this year, which I think it will be. I don't know. I don't think it will be like a one-two tandem, but you'll see those two those two guys – when you get to spring at 24, you get a more experienced Rangel, you get a Zane Floors that understands this game a little bit better, that's going to be a and fun spring. Bigger can absorb hits
1: because he's been through. Uh, yeah. And I think it's interesting, years ago they they went over what Red Shirts, their workout program, is different than players. And Brock Martin even talked about it. I think he gave that quote to Robert. Hopefully it wasn't premium. But um, that he said – in this off season, he's been eating more like twenty five hundred calories instead of six thousand. Yep. If you gotta keep track of six thousand calories and healthy calories, you could do that really quick at Taco Bell and Whataburger. But healthy calories, that's to a try lot to... of grilled
0: chicken. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a lot. But I do love seeing what they put out in the in the uh at the training table for the guys that was put that menu out. It's kinda cool. That needs to be an OSU
0: Max. Yeah. You've got, you've got a 285-pound offensive lineman that was really, really good in high school but needs to get up to about 315, 320.
1: Ain't he, with all the workouts and the the amount of calories that you burn in workouts and practice. While putting it on, that's what I want from OSU Max. That'd be kind of
0: cool. Yeah, but both sides. And, and I don't know if if anyone, because... Uh, uh, Calvin Harvey's a great example. Har- yeah, Calvin Harvey came in at 360... I think he's down to 320, and let me tell you, uh, my brother just walked in. We were at the barbershop shop when Calvin Henry was getting his haircut. He is massive. Oh yeah, he is. He doesn't look 325. Yeah, he looks huge. But he's like six eight. <laughs> like you could have you could have stacked a barber chair on top of the barber chair he was in, and his feet would still probably be on the ground. <laughs> he was huge. Uh, but that's but how you know take a kid that has to lose 40 plus pounds in order to play and he came in injured. Yeah. So like how do you get a kid 68 360 which is just a behemoth of a mountain man down to 320 like that's yeah and and do it the same episode. Hey buddy listen. Caleb Boone, well it's you came unit. in yep. at you came in at 170. We're, we're going to need you uh we're going to need you to play about 220, all right? We got to get you ready.
1: I was th- so Preston Wilson should have gotten an NIL from Whataburger already. Sure. Yeah. But- you know somebody like him who he's listed six five two ninety five. Who knows what he actually is? But in order for him to stay a healthy two ninety five, or even to get to
0: three hundred five,
1: it takes work, man. Well, because
0: all you have to do is look at uh, former offensive linemen. Yes, that either leave college or go pro and then leave pro. They lose like a hundred. Now, if they if they continue to work out, they're going to lose like a hundred pounds within the first year. Yeah. If they keep their workout, and a lot of
1: people around here know Dusty Dvorak. I mean, yeah. how much different he looks on TV yeah. than he did at OU when he was taking steroids all well, down um, that hill.
0: Oh, they for were crying giving, out loud. They were um,
1: steroids, I'll say
0: it. The TCU TCU coordinator that played a offensive line at Oklahoma State. Um, I can't think of his name. It's it's Parker Graham? No, 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 no. He's I was uh, gonna say I didn't think he was coaching. I think he went to like Kansas or something and then went back and that's not Sonny Cumbie. Um, it's gonna drive me crazy. But there was a there um, there was a offensive a former offensive lineman that was at Oklahoma State that was a coordinator, I believe, at TCU or tech or at Kansas, like one of those three programs, and I think they went back and forth. Um but he was at. I think he went to T, from TCU to Kansas, and he was an offensive lineman at Oklahoma State. And he's like 200 pounds lighter now than he was as an offensive lineman at Oklahoma State. And that's the perfect example. And Robert's going to be like, "Oh, it was this guy, dumbass." And so, yeah. Um, I, I, I hope I'm around whenever he says that. To you <laughs> you know, it's just a normal day, man. What are you talking about? You don't got to just be around. You could just show up, and you're going to hear him call me that. Uh, but yeah, that's it, so. It it is it is rather peculiar, and and this year the offensive line is going to be really uh, really interesting. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be. Uh, I'm not going to learn anything from the spring, but it is it is fun to see how these guys are meshing and clicking, and how Brian Nardo's three three five scheme is is clicking into place. And yeah, I think that Doug uh, Meacham, Doug Meacham, that's it. Doug Meacham, that was going to drive me crazy. I had to um, look, had to look it up. He, you look up Doug Meacham now. Yeah, versus Doug Meacham when he played at Oklahoma State. Doug Meacham at Oklahoma State ate Doug Meacham here at now, so that's totally different. Doug but. Meacham blocked for both Heisman winner Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas. Yeah, war pig. Wow. There you go. Not bad, huh? It's a good pedigree. But that is crazy because, yeah, he I'm, he is, I'm not going to say tiny. He is, he is a s- smaller man now. Oh,
1: yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, So there and you go. He, what's weird is that he was always known as a, because what not he, he was here for
0: a time and he was like a receivers coach. I think when he like offensive he first, line to
1: receivers coach, I
0: believe. Yeah. When he, when he was very early on his, well, it's like Mike, Mike was a uh, offensive coach for Baylor Gundy. Yeah. You know, yeah. For, Me, uh, for a Mecham, while.
1: Meacham coach, 2012 first team, all big 12 receiver, Josh Stewart. There you go. That's what I thought. So. And he was, yeah,
0: there you go. Cool. Uh, I think that's that's going to do it for me. I mean, I don't have anything else. I think we covered uh, just about everything that we needed you know, to. Softball just keeps rolling. I mean, they're just quickly, they just keep rolling, yeah. which is awesome. You know, two in the nation. The only way you are going to overtake OU is probably to beat them. Yeah, because I think even if OU loses a game, it, it's when you look at sports like softball, especially with someone as dominant and with as many games as you are going to play. If the number one team drops a game and you, the number two team, Oklahoma State, they continue like they don't lose a game. It's going to be re- and and the loss doesn't come to uh, from yeah. OSU. It's going to be really hard. The voters are going to say, "Well, OU it's, is still incredible. We're going to keep them at." We one. just swept Baylor
1: at home. They dropped one spot from twenty to twenty-one or twenty-one to twenty-two. Yeah. So it's not. It's not a a, a big dropping sport unless no. you unless you are the one OSU to do it. Who drop after losing at Tech?
0: Yeah, if you if they beat OU, then then they'll jump up, which is cool though because um, May fifth, Friday, uh, ESPN two, yep, here in Stillwater, and then Saturday, May sixth, is going to be on ESPN, yep, and that Sunday game, which How? I could see them changing. it. They've got to flex. I that could end. see them change it because if OU and OSU split Friday, Saturday, and the series and the conference regular season comes down to that Sunday game. It ain't gonna I will be, on be ESPN so. Plus. I
1: will be so bold to say they should put that thing on ABC.
0: <laughs> I why not? Well, I mean, uh, does, uh, the, they've are, those...
1: OU's already played on ABC
0: this year, so there's a precedent. There is, and the the sport is collegiate sport is growing so much. Well, and especially with how much money and resources uh, that ESPN is pumping into college softball,
1: and the atmosphere for that whole weekend up there, oh, you know, gosh. they're going to have the they're going to have the street shut down. They could play that thing at Obreak and fill it up. Yeah. I think they should just play it at Alley P. Put up a temporary fence. No Alley P. Okay, it's, bad it, but it's bad. Ah, no, I'll by. no, no, no,
0: oh, no, yeah, it's we. They,
1: uh, I'm trying to remember. They had us. Can you imagine being the guy who has to go out there and mow the grass? You, it still gets mowed. Yeah, because they don't put cows out there. It's Somebody start, has well, to go mow that grass,
0: and it's not really grass anymore. It's kind of just like whatever is gro- like they don't. don't take care of it. No, they don't. But so that's it's what it means. Whatever has it grows. to go out there and mow it. What they should do. Is you like this is a very, a very country western school? You're telling me that you can't get like seventy five goats to keep in alley P. You just got to put Barry Sanders out there, Blackman, the goats. Bah <laughs> goats. There you go. Okay, yeah. You need you, like, but how cool with that? This is a goat corral, and that's how you take care of the field.
1: Major League Baseball has started. Can we?
0: Oh yeah, that's going to do it for the uh, Pokes Report podcast. We're going to get out of here. Go watch some baseball. Uh, For Brian Murphy, I'm Zach Lancaster. We'll talk to you next time here on PokesReport.com.